Welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I <laughs> I am Love, and I am here with my co-host, Thunder. Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if you were the god of something, what would you be the god of? Love. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, god. it's like Kayla, god of sexiness. Um, mm. I would. I wonder <laughs> if that would. I feel like that just doesn't roll off the tongue. Uh, god of anxiety. God um, of just. God being of cool. hyperfixations on <laughs> TV shows. <laughs> God of just getting it done and having the, yeah, going. God going of, for it. Um, I'm trying to think of something that's like my brand. God of uh, uh, cassettes. God of VHS. I am the God, God of, of, someone is listening to this right now being like, oh my gosh, they're saying they're the God of something. What are we, Kanye West? What's going on here? Uh, well, you know, there is a god of thunder, and he's made four solo movies, and we are talking about the fourth one today mm. on this episode of Secondhand Film Critics. Wouldn't you believe it? But before we get into that, we need to talk about our question of the week last week, which last week we asked we our- Because last week we um covered three Wes Anderson movies. They were Tenenbaums- Life Aquatic and Darjeeling. So we covered those three movies. And because they all kind of ha- end in those final slow motion sequences, we thought it would be fun to ask what song would score the final slow motion sequence in a movie about you. So this is about you, not not anyone else. Oh, yeah. So we'll get into the answers that we got to that question right now. But if you want to skip just right until the, the Thor review, then you can go into the timestamp in the show notes. But let's get into it. I think we'll start. We thought a little bit harder about maybe what ours would be. So let's mm-hmm. just give what ours would be now. Because last week we were like just kind of spitballing. But I think we have more definitive answers. So what is your okay. answer to this one? I think that this is the best song possible to end any movie with. But oh. specifically a movie about me. Because obviously a movie about me would have to have the best song possible to end a movie with because it would be the best movie yeah, ever. Yeah, of course. Um, and that is Wake Up by Arcade Fire. Wow. And it would wake the audience up out of their seats. Sure. Sure. Mm. Are you familiar with that song? <laughs> no. Can you, did you, why don't you just hum me, hum, you can hum me a little bit. It's maybe. like, it starts with Live. a guitar and it's like, like an electric <laughs> guitar and it's like, but it feels like you're flying you know what i mean like it feels like an adventure like you're like if we were if we were less lazy we could put the music in this episode but we definitely just won't do You would know it if you heard it. I'm sure you've heard it before. I'm 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 sure. I'm sure. I'll listen to it right after this. It's it's um, good. It's fire. Since I'm sure. Fire, I yeah. I think for me, I'm maybe I'm too thinking too much about like 
in like the movies we just talked about this because this would definitely work in those movies. But I think this is a good one. I think uh, Wild World by Cat Stevens. I think that'd be a nice oh, one. You okay. know, it's got a nice like more melancholy, but it's still like the chorus is a little bit more driving because I feel like for the end of a movie. I mean, there are songs that end like movies that are like they give you like this adrenaline rush, you know, but I would want one that's a little bit more like final feeling, you know, I don't want like, it to be like sad. No, not sad. Just like. Because I feel like all of the ones, too, that we talked about last week are, like, are up, like, not sad, but they kind of have, like, a sense of finality, you know? Sure. So I think that that would be what I would want. But let's just talk about what our listeners said, because that's what everyone actually cares about, not yeah, our course. stupid songs. Yeah, no one wants um, to hear from us. Why would they listen to a podcast with us talking? <laughs> um. So this first one, I'm going to go with Mike. Uh. He said a sad version of Island in the Sun by Weezer, which we were talking before this. I think just Island of the Sun would be pretty great. I think that would be a perfect um, ending song. That would be like a little Miss Sunshine kind of movie. Like, I feel like that, like mm. Sundance indie movie vibe. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, is does he is there is there a sad version or is like, it just like a general a minor like key? sad version? That would be really depressing. I'm just like imagining what that would sound like, or would it be like in halftime? I'm just really confused what it would sound like. I guess. What are the lyrics too? I don't even know. Um, the lyrics here, I'll I'll re- I'll read them to you right now. Okay, Bye. let's see. Hip hip, hip hip, <laughs> <laughs> hip hip, hip hip, hip hip. Um. Okay. Uh, I know those lyrics. When you're on a holiday, you can't find the words to say. All the things that come to you, and I want to feel it too. On an island in the sun, we'll be playing and having fun, and it makes me feel so fine. I can't control my brain. Hip, hip, <laughs> hip, hip. Hey, hey, you know, this isn't a shot at Weezer, but that totally sounds like it would be like, it sounds like you're reading like a kid's picture book to me right now. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> well, you know? I probably <laughs> like, I have a cadence that's like a kid's that's picture the, book. The too. cadence did work that. <laughs> that's too. my. I could read anything and it would sound like a kid's picture book because I read mm. so like I nanny so I read so yeah. many kids books to like out right. loud to sense. a six year old. But you know, if that's what will work for his life, I don't know his life. Maybe that sad version of Island in the Sun is just the perfect way to describe yeah. that. So that's all good by me. What other, uh, other answers? So Danny gave us two. So wow. come on, man. I, trying, I know. We're trying to keep the sh- the length down. I know he just. And one of the songs is a song, a two and one song. So so he really gave us three. Yeah, Chance the Rapper's Finish Line slash Drown. Hmm. This is the last song on Coloring Book, right? Like this is like I the ending. Think I think so. I know I mean, it's. I, I mean, it's on Coloring Book. I yeah. I think it's the final song. Yeah, well, anyone that would end their movie in uh, with a song from The Big Day just doesn't deserve to have a movie made about them, sure. I think. Like, what about, like, Hot Shower ending Oh, my God, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so funny. the lyrics for this one are do, mm. do, 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 do. <laughs> Do, 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 I like do, this do. idea. Just read the lyrics. This is funny. And we back, and we back, and we back, <laughs> and we back. This is like a Dr. Seuss. Do, do, and do, we do, back, do, and we do, back. Do, do. Mm. Yeah, but this song I think would be fun. 
um this I is i mean so. like i think it does it's like the end of the mixtape so it does have like yeah kind of ending feeling i think too. this one definitely works um yeah I, like i can see it he also said moon boy by bennett coast uh yeah. which i don't think i never either listened to this it. until now i listened to a bit of it before we recorded it sounds yeah. pretty cool there's a lot of different stuff going on so i don't know like from which part of the song he'd want to take it maybe like I, when the drums come in or that there's like a key change so there's a lot of i just but i think maybe all the parts would work for different sections so i would just have to see i guess depending on the scene mm-hmm. which sec- section of the song we go with but yeah that also one you know definitely less well known like not a big artist or like huge artist so cheaper to get too which is always a win yeah pop you know? this into an a24 movie maybe a24 <laughs> is producing danny's life hmm and they can't afford the chance the rapper needle drops. So yeah, so they, they... got to do Moon Boy by <laughs> Bennett Coast. <laughs> the second choice. We have Zach Smith here. This one is definitely not one I would have chosen. But, you know, again, this is some people. This is his life. It's his. Are you yeah, who you want life. to be? Um, <laughs> this is happy This song. is real. This is me. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I is... should have done. <laughs> A lot of songs about people's lives that are have been written, but this song is "Happy Song" by Bring Me the Horizon, which I feel like this is like I just rewatched Days and Confused. I feel like this would be like a similar mm, way to that ending of the movie. You know, I haven't seen it. You gotta but end I it. I believe you. On a, it ends on "Slow Ride." Do you know the song "Slow Ride"? I do. Yeah, the one I feel like, like you would know that. Slow, slow ride, take it, take it easy. easy. My dad yes. would sing that one. <laughs> I love. I've tell you i've been listening to it the last few days after i rewatched i feel like that's it's one of those movies where you know you get one you pick a song from it every time you rewatch it that's mm-hmm. not even what we're talking about what are the lyrics to happy song by um Bring i've got Horizon? some good ones for you here okay great s-p-i-r-i-t spirit let's hear mm. it s-p-i-r-i-t spirit let's hear it let's mm. go i've had enough there's a voice in my head <laughs> Says I'm better off dead. Wow. L. <laughs> I want. I can't believe a "Bring Me the Horizon" song has a ironic title. Who would have thought? Mm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I, this song definitely wasn't written by any airline guests because no one would be excited to fly Spirit. Mm. Um, so <laughs> that's a bummer. Um, on Twitter we got Dan. He said. Find the River by R.E.M. You know, this one definitely feels like a little bit more of a classic ending. I feel like for yeah. me, this is too melodramatic for my life. I'm not a melodramatic. I am melodramatic. But maybe like my movie, I wouldn't want to be melodramatic. I don't know. Sure. But, you know, I could definitely see this working. Basically, probably even like a regular needle drop in a movie. Um, but it definitely would work uh, at the end of a movie, too, obviously. You know? Mm-hmm. We have a lot of like class, like rock set, uh, rock adjacent songs or like that we're kind of doing here. So I yeah. feel like that's the theme, except for Chance the Rapper ha- holding down the fort. Kind of like there. Breakfast Breakfast Club vibes. Mm, in mm. a way, you think Breakfast Club would have ended with Island in the Sun and fist pumping like <laughs> no. hip, hip, fist pump. <laughs> That would be so funny. Someone needs to. Can someone edit that? Like it starts Joke. when he kisses Claire, and then like it's moved, or whatever the song starts. I don't know when the song starts in the movie. It might be like 
I don't know. But that would be so funny. Please, someone do that. Paging um, Joe Miller. Paging Joe yeah. Miller. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see it. I'll, we will retweet it if you post it on, on Twitter. We promise. And then Hunter said uh, with the grand finale here, it's raining mm. tacos. Um, and I've got some lyrics you know? for you here for this one. Okay. Thank you. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos. No need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. You know, this would be a good song to end maybe Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Hmm. Um, if that's or what maybe the Lego movie. Like. Didn't they have like the Taco Tuesday joke in the Lego movie? Hmm. I, th- I could see also them this, using this, this in the Lego movie. This song sounds like a Lego movie song. Um, so yeah, maybe Hunter is actually a Lego. Hmm. Chris Pratt. New theory. New theory. Chris Pratt. <laughs> Hunter is Chris Pratt. We have a Chris Pratt is listening. Man, surprised if he hasn't tuned out at this point. Speaking um, of Chris Pratt, uh, he's what, in this movie. What? He is for like five minutes. For but literally he's in it. like maybe even less than that. Is that, like. is that a spoiler? I feel like we kind of knew that. It was all in the, from trailer. the trailer. You know how much? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Before we even talk about this movie, I mean, before we get yeah. into it. The whole trailer, all they put was freaking Guardians of the Galaxy characters in it. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy characters are in it for, like, literally not even five minutes. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think after the second one, I knew that they weren't going to be in, uh, in it a lot. Because, like, th- it showed him, like, being like, I need to go off on my own now. Yeah, it's like, okay, we haven't still, seen him do anything else. So. It's like, you I've use them for your marketing. I expected them to be in it more, for sure. At least, like, last year, like, maybe when I saw them on set, you know? And it felt like they were on set for a while, but maybe that was just the internet a just marketing posting ploy. the same pictures. A marketing ploy. Classic. They said, it'll There's be... There's lots of marketing ploys that have gone <laughs> on in this movie, They said, it'll be gay, you. and we'll have your biggest <laughs> Chris fave homophobe your favorite <laughs> two, Your favorite two things. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Never thought you'd hear um, Gay and Chris Pratt in the same sentence. Maybe well. Chris Pratt went in the editing room and cut out like the gay scenes. I think that might have been what happened. Yeah, they had to <laughs> to get him in this movie. He was like, sorry, mm, can't make it super gay. <laughs> first of all, we'll kind of just talk about some of the background and we're going to just go non-spoilers first before our, our break. So you're all safe to listen if you haven't seen the movie yet. Um, but do you want to read the synopsis I have written up here that will just kind of get us started? I would love to. Wow. Fresh off the events of Avengers Endgame, Thor has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy in an attempt to pick himself up. P- pick him. Wow. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I wish right. I could the, do the. Cor- the, the I wish I could flow. do the chord voice. Um, I know. Do yeah. This in the chord voice. Fresh off the events of Avengers Endgame. Fresh off the events it. of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it. That's more like. It's not, wait, wait. Yeah. I have to hear it, him. If if I like listen to him, I could. I can usually yeah. like replicate after like. I listening. feel like I can replicate at the beginning, and then it just gets in. It's just a British accent after like a few. My seconds. my brain doesn't like retain stuff, so I think like British mm. accent, and that yeah. is not what comes out of my mouth. Um. Mm. Okay, fresh anyway. off the events. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fresh off fresh, the events. Fresh off the of events Avengers of Avengers Endgame. Endgame. 
Thor has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's just a British accent now. I know. Wait, oh let me okay. let me look up. Let me look up Korg voice. Korg. Uh, uh, <laughs> We're ridiculous. Um. Hey, man. Hey, fresh off the events of Avengers Endgame. Thor has joined the Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy in an attempt to pick himself up off the floor and get back to some classic Thor adventures. Hey, hey, hey. Take it easy, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> this is my very good friend over here, Meek. <laughs> this is so funny. Fresh off the events of Avengers End- Endgame. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I, I think we just gotta go in English. We, I can't we gave do it our best shot. <laughs> it's more like like he just said stuff very lightly and very short. It's like yes. fresh it's like, off you have the to, like, events all of, of Avengers Endgame. Fresh off the events of Avengers Endgame. Thor has Thor has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like you like Persia. Thor lips. has joined know. the Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey mate, piss off, ghost. <laughs> Okay, first off the events of Avengers Endgame, Thor has joined the Guardians of the Galaxy in an attempt to pick himself up off the floor and get back to some classic Thor adventures. Unfortunately, the past tragedies he's endured have taken longer to get over than he thought, leaving Thor to wonder if he'll ever be the same again. However, his course is altered when he learns of Gore, a new villain who's vowed to slay all the gods using the cursed Necro-Sword. When Gore sets his sights for new Asgard, Thor leaps into action, unaware that what awaits him is something much scarier than a supervillain, his ex-girlfriend. Wow, so, so dramatic. So, so wow. I had to. Get, I had to. You know. You'll hear. You'll hear back from us in a week. I told. I told you that I like. I hyped myself up to being yeah. a storybook reader, and I was like, you know what? I got to pull out all the We're stops got, here. You have to. You have to back up. Back up your words. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's a. That's Thor four. They should have. That would have been a funny name because it rhymes. Um. Some quick background for this movie. There's not really like a ton of interesting stuff, but. We just like to maybe get out of the way, but it it is important to note like it was discussed and greenlit basically immediately after the positive reception to Ragnarok because you know like one I think one and two obviously like especially two had negative reception. Um, it one was I guess was bad. And then womp, like womp. so I <laughs> I guess like and this Ragnarok at the time was definitely more of a like risk for them. So yeah. it makes sense that they would have wanted to wait to just see what people thought. Well, and at the time they were taking a risk with Taika too because like mm-hmm. he had only really been yeah. making sort of like very indie films. So Yeah, that is crazy. That like it it was not long ago that he was like just a very small filmmaker still. Man, what, what we, we can't talk, but if I could only go back, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but they they officially all signed on July 2019, and that was when it was announced that month at Comic Con that it was coming. I remember this on Twitter that there was there was an expected release date of November 5th, 2021 at the time, which got moved like three times. Um, and then it was also confirmed here. I didn't know this, but this is I guess when they said Natalie Portman would be reprising her role. I guess I just like wasn't paying attention. Yeah, because like I don't. Didn't know I feel that. like I didn't know that until like this year. But I really, I also just don't follow look, keep the... up with that as much. Yeah, 
Because I feel like that's like side Marvel news. Like yeah, like yeah, it's not... and like you don't know how much too. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. they say that, and it's like a ba- a flashback, and then or it's like an like, end okay. credits. Right, but um, actually, that's not what it is because they have the Jane Foster Thor plotline, which is in the trailer. The Mighty Thor. That came from Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor comics, which he actually read on the set of Ragnarok. Hmm. And so then, when they ha- approached him for the new movie, that he's like said that's what he wanted to do for it. Fun. So the first draft he did alone, and then after that, in February 2020, Jennifer Kate Jennifer Caden Robinson. The middle name is Kate Caton, I think. Jennifer Caton Robinson. Um, she helped with rewrites after that, and now she has like I think they have a co-writing credit together and a story credit together now. Because I mean, he only really did the first draft. What did alone. she write? Uh, Let me see. Oh, she wrote a couple things, and she's actually a director and a producer too. Like she's done a lot of stuff. I just I looked and then I forgot, and then I think oh, she has a movie. Someone out great soon. was so bad though um oh yeah i i didn't mind that one what was the other great? one she did she yeah, did unpregnant right that was the one that, that was I liked a good one too That's a that good was one. better than someone i will yeah i mean yeah and i think that one definitely has similar like i can see why she maybe was drawn to like work on this because that has like kind of similar humor i guess yeah like very dry humor if i remember um so i can well and she seems to like really focus on friendships like that seems like an important Mm. part of her writing is like a friendship thing going on good point good point yeah and so they began in october 2020 apparently i didn't know this but they used the same stagecraft technology that the mandalorian used yep but they just used more led panels and then put it at a higher resolution which i guess makes sense because yeah it's like, so far be on a bigger screen there so like marvel has been able to use it and then star wars so they're the they're yeah. the movies that have been able to use it and now they built this is like a totally different um but they built oh, the new stagecraft in like that one had been in california the one that they've been using mm. and they built mm-hmm. one in uh toronto I think Vancouver, oh. somewhere in Canada where they make movies. And <laughs> yep. Percy Jackson is the fir- very first oh. show to be using it. That's cool. So that's still Disney, though. So they still have like that all on- yeah, un- unlocked. Yeah, but it's like the first one outside of like, right, which like goes Marvel to show how much they're like yeah. really expecting Percy Jackson to blow up, which it will, um, obviously. And so it's cool that like they're not just using it for marvel and star wars now that like it's kind of expanding a little bit even if mm. it's still within disney i guess right i mean i guess it makes sense they because it's like, good i think stuff, it looks yeah. i think the stuff that i've seen with stagecraft yeah. like looks really good yeah i think we'll talk about the visual effects in this movie but i think a lot of the visual effects aren't really to do with that as much as just like other visual effect elements yeah. like i don't think that is what went wrong no um, definitely not but we're recording this on Saturday night, so we only have the Thursday and Friday box office. So sorry to all my box office fans out there, mm. but Thursday night it got twenty nine million, which is the fifth biggest for an MCU movie, behind Endgame, No Way Home, Infinity War, and Doctor Strange two. So with all the talk Wild. of people being like Marvel is dying, which like I mean I have no stake in that game, but it's obviously people are still very excited because No Way Home, Doctor Strange 2, and this one are all in the last, like, less than a year. So people are still showing up. Friday, uh, yesterday, it got $69.5 million. 
So I think it's expected to like do pretty well. Maybe maybe like probably similar to Doctor Strange 2, I guess. I mean, it's too little too early to say, but it's doing well at least for now. So, and I think the Thursday night thing do is more the most interesting. The Yeah, I that it's I I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I mean, I guess people liked Ragnarok and it's been a while what Thor the last time we saw him was Endgame, so it's been a while since in Guardians of the Galaxy too, like you said. Yeah, and people like Guardians, people like Taika, you know, it's like there's just a lot of things that people like yeah. better in this movie. A lot of intersections. Mm-hmm. So, going into this, it's weird about expectations because I think if you had asked me like three months ago or when did the trailer come out? The first one. I guess even the first trailer was I not that was not really bad. So maybe if you asked me like May, April, um, I would have been said I was really excited for this one. This was definitely sure. one of the most one of the ones I was looking forward to most, maybe um from this phase, I guess, phase four. Yeah. We both said it at the beginning of the year, right? In our, like, 2022, mm. like, what we were looking forward to. I feel like it was in yeah. that mix for both of us. Because this is one yeah. that, like you said, in this phase, like, it it's familiar characters. Um, So not that, you know, you know, we had all these other establishing Shang-Chi, Eternals. So it's kind of going back to something that's expanding the universe, but with familiar characters. Mm. Um, and so that's good and Mm -hmm. it makes you excited and you're like, great people I love, maybe not for me because I'm not a Thor fan. Uh, but right. But you like everyone else. Yeah. And I like Like, like... the idea of characters that I know. So I'm not Mm. having to like consume new information within the world and also consume new characters and like get to know new characters. Like I can just consume the information with the characters I'm already like feel like I'm friends yeah. with, you know? Yeah, it's like you're they're just developing them farther rather than starting a whole arc for them. Right. Yeah, and I think I mean we've talked about Taika a little bit in the podcast. I think we did one episode where we ranked all his movies mm-hmm. um until this one. Uh and I think I don't know actually at all how you feel about Ragnarok, but I don't love that ra- movie. I think it's pretty good, but I think it like it feels like very toned down for his style like if you look at his other movies and so i think i mean from everything they were saying with like how this was going to be he's i I read today like to make sure like he said this is going to be a lot crazier you know that's what they were promoting it as like on like unleashed all the creative stuff um so i think and that makes sense i guess because like you would think that they want to be a little more um conservative in the first time but like that did so well that they would I would make sense that they would give him more rain in this movie, sure. I guess. So that's also, I guess that's partly my own expectations, but partly like, I feel like they kind of set that up too, where it's going to be like, they said that like, it's going to be like Ragnarok, but like even way crazier, like 10 times. Like that's what they said. Yeah. Um, which is partially marketing, but also partially like it does make sense. And um, I mean, not to, not to get into everything, but that definitely didn't happen. Um, <laughs> at least not in the way that I think ever, anyone wanted. Yeah. Um, theater experience, I don't really, nothing really happened. The only good thing, actually, there was a guy next to me, a dad. He was with his family. He was like probably like 60, and maybe like late 50s. I don't know. But he was loving this movie. He laughed at every joke. Wow. He sang to every song, Aww. all the lyrics. He was so happy. The ending song, The Sweet Child of Mine, he Aww, was like, I he, love that song. He was singing it. And it was That's so honestly cute. was pretty nice. 
Um, I love that for him and his so family. That was a great theater experience for me because usually like that can be annoying, but who doesn't love a dad singing like yeah. some classic rock? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a ton of expectations. I was excited about it. I am not a super big fan of Thor Ragnarok, not in the way other people are for sure. Mm. I think it... If I were to like rank all the Marvel movies, it would probably be in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I think that's I gave I it three and a half. I have a private Marvel ranking of movies I have seen in the past couple years that only has like sixteen movies on it. Uh, and oh man, only. <laughs> I have it right above Black Widow, so that's kind mm. of I feel like the be- best comparison of that movie for me is like <laughs> it's good, but it's nothing special to me. And unfortunately. I'm sorry to all the haters, but I don't like Thor. I just don't. And not a big Thor guy. He <laughs> he's my least favorite of the OG six. The OGs. Which I feel like is yeah. very controversial because I think people would have him at least like in the middle, like the four, three or four slot. But I'm not a fan. And I I'm really not a fan of the new Thor. I feel like as time has gotten on, like his character has not grown at all from Mm. the very first movie, which this is something we can talk about, but from the very first movie to now, I literally feel like nothing has changed at all with his character and that Mm. it's, he's just in the same flip flop. I'm sad. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm happy. And it's like, I just feel like there's no character growth or arc for him. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of frustrating to me because at this point, I feel like his shtick is just old. It doesn't interest me mm-hmm. as much. There are aspects of this movie I was excited for. Obviously, seeing the Guardians again because as much as we shame Chris Pratt and joke about him, I still love, love the, the Guardians. Guardians. I am a yeah. big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. And I knew the soundtrack was going to be baller. Of course, and I thought the trailer was good. I liked the poster because we kind yeah, of steered it's away from the heads, the all the heads yes. on the poster, and we saw full bodies. We saw their. We oh my saw gosh, everything. we saw a body, not just, just a stand- disembodied we, head. They were standing, and I felt like it was artistic. So I liked a lot of the elements that surrounded yeah. the movie, but I wasn't like. You know, I thought it was going to be good or better than than Shang-Chi, yeah. better than Eternals. Like, I was expecting, oh, we've got seasoned characters, we've got seasoned plots that we already have developed their characters, so we can just be a continuation. We've got a seasoned director, like, we've got it going on. Uh, but it just, <laughs> let me down. Uh, theater experience... On was I am in Ohio right now, so I have to go to a Cinemark instead of the Uh. AMC. And it was funny at first because what I do at the AMC, which I've said, is I go to the closed caption screenings because there's always less people there. And so I know I can kind of avoid crowds and like have less possible COVID transmission if I'm going to a showing that has just a couple people. And Cinemark doesn't have that option. And so I just went to a showing that still didn't have very many people because they had like a billion showings of this during Mm -hmm. the day. And it like was funny at first because when it first came on the screen, I was like, oh, 
no captions. The <laughs> like I didn't, I couldn't because it it helps me to process the information better mm-hmm. if I can read what they're saying, just because of the way my brain works. And so it was funny watching all all the most recent Marvel movies I've watched with subtitles. And so this was the first time I've watched one in a theater yeah, recently without yeah. subtitles. So that was just kind of interesting and different for me. Mm. Uh, but my audience didn't really react very much. I think there was maybe only two jokes that got a laugh uh, out of people. I don't remember what they are off the top of my head. But I think one of them yeah. was in the Zeus thingy. Um, and gotcha. the lady, there was like an old older couple behind me, probably like in their 60s. And when it first started, um, I don't know that this is a spoiler, but, like, Gore's origin story is, like, his daughter dies. I feel like that's not a spoiler, right? Because it's in the first two minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's fine. And she was like, oh, oh, no. So sad. (laughs) And I was like, oh, this poor little old lady. It's also Like, it just, yeah. And so, I don't know. It. It wasn't a special, mm-hmm. like, it didn't feel like, I've yeah. said this before, it didn't feel like I was there to watch a Marvel movie. I think in the past, for first-time watches for Marvel movies, there always used to be this big energy, like, you could feel the mm-hmm. energy in the theater, um, and I don't know, I, I think I felt it a little bit with Spider-Man. Um yeah. And but I would say all the way back to Endgame, like I just haven't felt that way about a Marvel movie in the theater since mm-hmm. Endgame, which is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, we can talk about that too towards the end. I think there's some re- a lot of reasons for that, but just getting into some non-spoilers. Obviously, neither of us are like huge fans of this movie. If that's not clear, like I don't like it's not like my least favorite movie ever, but it's not like we really love it either. And there's a lot of reasons, I guess story wise not spoilers the whole thing just feels kind of like boring that's the best way i can there's just like it's very just like especially in the middle of the movie the second act like it just feels like nothing is happening and there is stuff happening but it's all just like so boring and i don't really care all too much about what's happening until like maybe towards the end and i don't it feels like they're kind of just sleepwalking through the movie that's what it felt like a lot to me they were just like going through the motions of like this is what a Taika movie needs to be, so let's just do this. <laughs> like that's what it felt like, or like they watched Thor Ragnarok once, or like someone watched Ragnarok once and was like, okay, this seems like probably what you got to do to make a movie. Yeah, it felt very set piecey and very gimmicky mm. in the sense that it was just very blocked in little structures, and it was like, all right, we're doing this, and then we have yeah. this scene, and then we have to go back to this place and then we have these Mm. characters and then we have this person make a funny joke and that's just what the whole movie to me felt like like it didn't feel like there was a lot of depth within the story to me personally it just felt like they took a story that could have been good and then they tykified it in a way but they overdid it so they tried too hard to make this movie that was is probably my biggest complaint is i feel like this movie as a thor movie and how thor has been in the past and his character being this goofy silly whatever guy and the guardians and the whole context of thor i feel like is all just kind of a little more goofy than other marvel characters or movies 
And I feel like with this, they leaned into it too much that they totally lost everything else. And Mm. so it really just felt like they were trying so hard for these laughs and so hard to be different and so hard to, I don't know, do something creative. Yeah. That it was like, maybe dial it back in a little bit and focus it. Like, take all that energy and just focus it into a better, I don't know. Like, it needed to have, it felt like, okay, here's what it felt like. It felt like, um... Uh, you know when, like, something explodes or, like, you have a magnet and all the little particles are, like, around. Sure, And you yes. just need to bring all these particles back into the magnet and mm, you're trying to, yeah. like, get it all with the magnet and it's, like, just just suck in. Just center <laughs> it. Like, that yeah, is how yeah. I felt is, like, there were all these pieces, but they just weren't centered like they weren't Mm. balanced in the right way i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah i think well like you're saying there's just so many different little jokes that there's like nothing's really that funny because like it just feels like they can never focus on a bit like there's the goat bit which i that's not a spoiler there's a bit with goats if you've seen it you know what i mean and that's like the one time where there's like a bit that lasts longer than like a few minutes like all the bits are like little like quip 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 and they don't like give stuff time to kind of let it sink in it feels a lot like there's the the first opening scene is good and then i think some some, like that maybe the second half of the third act is good Mm -hmm. but a lot of the stuff in between that feels like a lot of just like snl skits just like stitched together yeah but not good snl skits skit with the guard yeah well i mean SNL skits from like the last like ten years. Yeah, I would say. so like recent SNL skits, not like yes. good old SNL. No, like, yeah, like modern like, SNL. Maybe five years. Yeah. Yeah. We got an SNL skit with the Guardians, and then we got an SNL skit on about New Asgard, and then an SNL skit about their relationship, and it just felt like just like skit after skit, but like none of the skits were that funny, and yeah. they also didn't get the point of a skit, which the point of a skit is like there's one joke and not like. 20 jokes and when there's 20 jokes there's just like then nothing's funny because everything's just like weird yeah and everything, it just feels off yeah i mean it's not like i don't think that he i think it's not like i think he forgot how to be funny i think they just like miswrote the movie complete like they didn't they missed it i don't think they understand what their audience finds funny i think mm. they were thinking it was funny or maybe there's been jokes in the past in like Korg jokes for instance because Korg is yeah. is a funnier character and i think he I think has he's his... so funny in ragnarok yeah. yeah and i think they kind of were like oh people like this so let's just do it 10 yeah. times that that's a good point because i love Korg, but in this one i kind of was like at towards the end i was like all right Korg is i'm kind of i'm kind of good with yeah this guy like they need right to tone now. it down and let the humor speak for itself instead of being like here you're gonna find this so funny and it's like no yeah. i don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i yeah i think i don't know too this is one thing that i was kind of like thinking about while i was watching the movie um but there's been a lot of talk about like how we well, we've had like a movie like Batman where that like I think focuses on just like being like t- it takes itself seriously I guess or like yeah. it just like is what it is 
and maybe I'm not saying this in a great way, but I feel like this movie really was like a made it clear to me how obsessed they are with like ground grounding the MCU in like modern day like now yeah like it just like the the whole new asgard thing was the most depressing thing i've ever seen because i was like asgard started out as like it's like supposed to be like a cool place and like space and it's supposed to be i don't want to be like it to be this tourist attraction that looks like yeah a suburb that was built in two years like it just is so i feel like that also was kind of okay i did laugh at the matt damon skit thing though well, that was funny though I in because that... that was funny in Ragnarok too because yeah. that's like, and I think that's like a Shakespeare in the Park kind of thing. Like that doesn't have to be centered grounded in like now. Yeah, you know? and I thought I that was funny, thing. and that is the type of thing that, that was the works. Fu- that was like the funniest thing in the movie. Actually, I think that was really funny. Yeah, actually, the yeah our audience laughed at that for sure. Um, well, like when there's that that is a good example of them taking something that worked in the first one. And, like, knowing how to build on it, uh, but not, like, overdoing it, I guess. Yeah, that's a good... I yeah, completely forgot about I that. Yeah, I thought that that was funny. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I felt like all the stuff with New Asgard just didn't work. Um, yeah, well, in Valkyrie, they, like, turn into, like, just, like, a regular person. And that was also depressing. Like, Well, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts was... about that. But, <laughs> yeah, I... Because she is so cool... And it's very disappointing that they kind of were just like, oh, let's put her in a sweater and act like she's bored. And like, because it just felt like she was giving off vibes of like, she didn't like being the king or she didn't like, you know, serving the people, which I feel like is not like her character at all because Mm. her character really like assumed the role and you would think, and I thought she was a good leader in some ways. Um, for sure in this one, but I felt like a lot of the times they were just trying to make her like, I don't know, a character that she's not for the sake of the gimmick, I guess. Mm. And then they were putting her in these like weird pop culture graphic tees. And I was like, why are we putting Valkyrie in a Phantom of the Opera sweater? Like it just, (laughs) yeah, that uh, was stuff like that too. The grounding thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I don't know. I just, it really confuses me. Like, that is just mm. the main thing, is I feel like in Ragnarok, a lot of what's cool about it is the world building um, mm. and that other, like, planet they go to and all this stuff. And I feel like you just lose a lot of that when you put, like, use these other, um, like, settings, I guess. Yeah, and I'm not sure, like, how much we can talk about, you know, because of spoilers. Yeah. So maybe just, like, I mean, like I said, I think it ends decently and i'm like it's like a it, it, christian bale is amazing um, literally we, so like, good like he's really and that's like with the performances i think i text you this but it's funny because uh, natalie portman is a great actress and tessa thompson is a great actress and christian bale is great and then so like we have these three great actors and then there's chris hemsworth in the center and he just like does not step up to the plate I gotta say, like, he's, he's just not made for a role like, like, he's made for a role like this, but not, I guess, when there's, like, other actors that are better than him. I don't know. They, they just act circles around him the entire time. I think probably some of that, too, is the writing. Like, I do think that he is not as good as any of the other people in this movie, mm-hmm. but I also mm-hmm. think some of that is writing of, like, yeah, that's they point. don't understand yeah. the character of Thor, in my opinion. 
um, as a yeah, Thor enthusiast. Like a, um, they're, they're writing him like a side character a lot of the time. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like Where it's like he's supposed to be like the main guy. And like at the end, I think they kind of start writing him a little more, a little better. Because it's like, oh, we have to wrap up the emotional arc, I guess. But mo- for most of the movie, he's written like he's just like the guy, that, the comedic relief. Yeah, of. they make him very dopey and kind of dumb which doesn't make sense to me because i like i feel like in the early i have a very vague memory of the earlier movies (laughs) Mm -hmm. but i feel like in the earlier movies he was not like that um yeah no he was definitely more semblance of being a good leader and caring about the people and like having resilience and wanting to like fight and all that and I think those were good qualities and I think now a lot of that is lost when you're writing him like as this silly guy who's like my hammer oh I'm gonna like shoot through the roof oh haha why is he writing on the whiteboard like you know what I mean like it just I just felt like Taika doesn't I don't know I mean well, I feel like he just doesn't know how to write Thor because everyone said in Thor 3 how great it was that they reinvented Thor, but reinventing is different than just writing him as a completely different character. Mm-hmm. And I think really in Thor 3, they just like completely rewrote him, which is fine, but I think like you also have to give your main character some emotional like depth. And, like, and I get maybe sometimes the point is like he like, has a wall up and he's keeping all of his emotions in but like it doesn't feel like that it just feels like they just are writing him as just like a very one-dimensional well and especially after his character in endgame um like i feel like we already got a version of thor that like didn't have a backbone yeah and so i feel like we needed a version of thor that was more improved than that version Mm -hmm. and i felt like this Thor was less improved like his whole thing (laughs) scene with the guardians I was really confused because I I mean sorry I don't is this a spoiler Um, I mean we we can maybe start we might want to move into spoilers at this point but generally I think a lot of the time like I just like you said maybe at the beginning of the movie I just was especially because they give like this whole monologue about his character and the fact that I'm still confused about why he's acting like as he's acting is probably not a good sign. Because, yeah. like, they they spend, like, three minutes explaining, like, his character arc from Endgame to the start of the movie. Uh-huh. And I, at the start of the movie, I still don't understand him at all. And I think, like, maybe by the end, he it wraps up. But who knows? Because, like, I feel like maybe we thought that at the end of Endgame. But then this movie starts and it's like, oh, never mind. With Taika's other movies, it definitely is, like, just at the bottom for me. I think this is, like, easily his worst movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. Like, it just is not a his be- – he's made much better movies than this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it – and I think it has, like, some good stuff to offer, but I just don't think it will be remembered at all. Um, like, if people remember Taika Thor movie, they're just going to remember Ragnarok yeah. stuff and not as much stuff from this. Yeah, that's totally right. All right, do you want to take a quick break and then we can just get into our spoilers because we feel like we just kind of keep wanting to talk about that. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> All righty.
we're back. All right. So you were, we were talking, I guess we can go back into talking about his character, Thor, that is. Yeah. So in that opening scene with the Guardians, I was really confused because I was like, well, he was when, so annoying. when did Thor go from being like, I guess kind of a little bit oblivious or not being able to like understand social settings to being like a complete absolute jackass and like <laughs> being completely up in his head, like egomaniac. Mm-hmm. I am the best. Like I, I just, I really did not understand that at all. And that really bothered me like for the whole mm-hmm. rest of the movie. When you give me the character like that from the beginning and it's like, Oh, yeah, you have to sit and watch this movie about this guy who's just being an asshole to everybody and is just, like, basically a terrible person and doesn't care about anyone but himself. Like, that was how I felt about it. Like, I know, obviously, he's grieving, and I think that's fine. Like, I think grief can be a journey for a lot of people, not to shame (laughs) the way that people grieve. I think grieving is fine. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's it's a good thing to include that in the storyline. Yeah. And I think it's fair to have him acting out as well. But I feel like it goes completely against Mm. his character to... Well, like you said, he kind of felt like he already did that, too, in Endgame. Like, he already... Well, and his acting out that he did before was never towards other people. His acting out was always self-sabotage. And it's weird to me that a character that is a selfless character would all of a sudden change from self-sabotage to, like, basically destroying everything in his path. And so <laughs> I I was like, does Taika not... Un-? Like, I just could not understand what was going through yeah. the writer's mind, like... Well, what in... was I think it, they just thought it was funny. That's what the problem. Like, well, and they that think, is because they think it's funny. Like, oh, it's funny because Thor is oblivious. And but like, I think it's like you have to think a little bit more. Well, about and that is the what character there. What is so wild to me about this movie? Because this movie is basically you're pitting Gore, who is also experiencing grief um again and a great villain too like they really wasted him in this because like he is a good villain i think yeah 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 and i totally agree because i thought he was amazing um you're pitting his paralleling story of grief against thor's paralleling story of also losing people Mm -hmm. and a classic dual hero villain thing yeah which is totally (laughs) cool and works but i feel like to make that work you have to actually care about how you're presenting the person going through a grieving experience. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was done sort of well for Gore. Uh, Like, I felt like I understood everything that he was doing because of his Well, I mean, they are making Thor so annoying that I also wanted to kill all the gods, kind of. I was like, you know, this sounds not bad. I don't know what they're doing. They're not really doing anything. I was like, Thor obviously doesn't care about people either. Like, you're trying to act like, oh... (laughs) This god's different. I don't know. He's not, obviously. He's, like, leaving paths and wakes of destruction everywhere he goes, being like, ha-ha, I'm saving you. And it's like, no, bitch, you're an awful god. Like, shut up. That was just how I felt. Sorry. Sorry to anyone who is bothered by my opinion. But I just, it just bothers me because I feel like there, this movie, with everything that was set up for it, so you yeah. have Natalie Portman's character grieving her, the loss of her li- own life. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And then you have Thor grieving this relationship they had, and then his relationships, and then Gore, Thor and Gore, gosh, uh, wow, grieving wow. his daughter, and like everyone else in the world Valkyrie is grieving is the grie- end of their of Asgard. Yeah, and her losing her girlfriend. Um, so I just think if you have all these plot elements that are great, and these things that are mm. deeper things that I think are themes that have been very recent in the MCU, you know, with Peter Parker and uh, Doctor Strange, even, like, his grieving process. And I think that those are... Wanda, obviously. uh, WandaVision was all about that. I just think that, like, this movie seemed to not care about that. Like, it almost sort of was a slap in the face to all these, like, deeper things Mm. by putting jokes all over it. Like, I felt like there should have been more moments about these things that were actually taken seriously instead of, Mm. like, laughing about everything. Like, I just felt like there could have been more nuance and more balance to the way that these things were talked about or the themes were introduced into the story without it being a big laugh fest, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about the third act because I think... I feel like a lot of that, the third act feels like a different movie than the first two. Like, I guess maybe most, more specifically, like once he, I don't know where he went. Like, I guess the eternity, that's what it's called. Like once he gets to like the gate to eternity, you know, maybe, or maybe no, maybe once it's like, they get there, they get beat by gore, you know, and Natalie Portman and Valkyrie, they, well, what I call, I don't know. They, they, they get hurt, you know, they're, they're hurting. They're in the (laughs) hospital. Again, another classic, like, grounding it in reality. Like, they're in a hospital and they have a vending machine. Um, How many times has that joke been used? A billion. Man, classic vending machine joke. Yeah, I think that is where maybe it turns a little bit. And I think the ending is good. Like, we've how many times have we seen the our hero is about to lose and then the other hero comes and saves them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was cool this time that, like, it had the added thing of like she we're glad because she came to help but like we also know that means she's gonna die um and i thought like that was a cool like big character thing to play with and then you have the whole thing at eternity which i think like that is probably the best he acted in the movie chris hemsworth um and i i i'm always down for a nice uh adoption story which was nice and i think i i think I mean, I really liked the end. I really liked the end. I just like that. Uh, but I think it would be if I, I assume this movie is going to do well no matter what. Um, so if they make another Taika Thor movie, I have a slight hope that it will be better than this because he does a lot. He's in the past has focused a lot about like um, surrogate parent so, and then like child relationships. You know, he's also very good with people. kids. Like yeah, stories so he I writes think about like, kids are very good. The the way that this movie ends feel like feels like the way one of his other movies would open. Uh-huh. Um with like this Thor and like the daughter and I guess it's kind of that is funny cuz like you think that they're getting ready to go to school but they're getting ready to like fight like people. Um so like that feels like the opening to a Taika movie. Yeah. Um and I like that. So that's the only reason I'm like 
I, I got to the end of the movie and I wish like that was the beginning of the movie because like man yeah, I like where we are now that was the movie and not and then the, we're gonna get to Thor 5 and we're gonna get another three minute monologue that gets us to a completely different place like yeah. the daughter dies in the first five minutes of the movie it's like oh, oh JK but yeah I really did like the third act and I think it helped contextualize some of the movie for me but it doesn't really negate a lot of like the boringness that I was just feeling like especially in sure. that Zeus scene oh, the Zeus gosh. scene was rough that was I was sitting in the movie theater watching the Zeus scene and I was like is this what Tom Cruise saved movies for for us to watch <laughs> this <laughs> that's for us to watch Russell yeah. Crowe like in this like party city outfit like Talking on his fake orgies. stage yeah this is not what I asked for yeah very weird. Um, one of my main issues with it, uh, and this kind of came back in the third act, is that I felt like the risk, like, I thought Gore was really good, and I thought Christian Bale was really mm. good, but I also don't feel like they did enough with him. Like, I don't feel like they utilized no, his character yeah. enough. And I also, I thought that all the shadow stuff was pretty creepy. I was thinking that some kids probably would get very scared by it. And scared yeah. of shadows after that it. That was probably the best CGI too. In that, like, I agree. The shadow stuff. I thought I agree. Cool. I liked the shadow stuff. I thought the shadow stuff was black like, and white. So cool. When I want oh black gosh, and white, that was cool. I was like, that was cool. Wow, that was a cool idea. Um, Great but job. I never thought that Thor would lose. Like I well, never. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, and obviously but... he's not going to. But like there was never uh, an actual like, oh, maybe he could. Because they never mm. actually showed us, apart from the very first god that he killed, they didn't show us this, the god butcher. Like, it was just like, oh, That's he's the god point, butcher. Yeah. And then they showed us, like, two different clips that didn't even show us the clips of him. Mm. Like, oh, all the gods are dead. Distress calls everywhere. And then they show us this mm. other character who I couldn't even remember who they were. Siv. I don't even know who she was. Like, was yeah, she in a previous movie? Yeah, from movie. Don't remember her at yeah. all. So I was she like, was I don't know what I'm Thor supposed to be feeling here. But they didn't even show two. him killing anybody else. And so I'm like, you expect me to believe yeah. that from the time he killed this god to now that he's, like, supposedly killed all these gods. Ooh, mm. the god butcher. Like, yeah. show... I That's mean, you point, don't have yeah. to, like, show him actually, like, slicing all these throats. Well, I, get it. I think what might have been is, like, instead of having the whole plot where they have to go get help from the other gods just to like not get help from the other gods like okay like glad we did this whole thing they could have maybe like followed him to a different planet in where he's like slaying a god and maybe they lose in that fight you know like he does defeat that planet yeah or they try to contact other planets and they realize that all their contacts are like dead like Something like that yeah. just shows... I mean, the movie's, like, only two hours, so they definitely could have had, like, some establishing stakes Yeah, I just on. felt like it. we never really got how bad this dude was. Like, mm. I felt like we, never we got just... never got how bad... Can be? He's just doing what comes naturally. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there were a lot of missed opportunities in this movie. I just mm. felt like there there were so many things that really just skirted on, ooh, this is creative. And then it was like, uh. Like, uh, that was how well, I felt about mind. the Shadowland when they went to the black and white. I was like, ooh, yeah. creative choice. And then the whole scene, I was like, uh. Like, <laughs> it just, like, story-wise, well. I yeah. felt like... 
everything that they did, it was like, ooh, we're right there. We're right on it. And then it was like, no, we're all the way back here. Like, it felt like it. the script needed, like, someone else to come in or, I don't know, like... Someone, s- someone else. Like, a third writer. Yeah, yeah a third huh? writer or, like, just someone to sort of rein in all these bits and pieces that were good. Maybe someone that's not as much of a comedic director, you know? Because they're yeah, both comedy. Yeah, yeah, So maybe, yeah. like, add a little gravitas. Yeah, um, let's... Speaking of missed opportunities, maybe we could talk a little bit about some of... The, how gay this movie is like how super gay how, super you know thank you natalie portman for for that great Jesus. is that a sound yet that should be a sound on tiktok like i feel like that'd be that could be used in some way but yeah we kind of well we talked a little bit at the beginning like expectation wise about how i thought this would be more creative taika wise i guess but in the same breath they were also at that time touting that this would be like a very gay movie basically like they literally said that i think like very pretty much that exact phrase well and they i i sent you a t- that tiktok and i watched a tiktok yeah. today from jay stoops um who said that who which i knew that they had said it in all the marketing and press stuff i didn't mm-hmm. realize it was said like stuff before, about it yeah. like before it was like way early like it was about valkyrie they said about her girlfriend right or like yeah romance right Mm -hmm. and i was not aware of that as much um i knew that it was coming up like in the past couple months i'd heard it and i think i have a lot of thoughts about this and i don't need to say all of them um but i just think it's really disappointing that Disney loves to pat themselves on the back for doing the literal bare minimum and that they're all like, oh, we made this movie so gay because it's like the first movie that kind of talks about gay things a little bit more explicitly. But it's like, it's still not really representation when all your conversations are things that don't actually have to do with the story and they're not actually happening in the story. So they're like... Mm -hmm oh like my girlfriend this and it's like they probably think that's like ah we said the word girlfriend and it's like no like you're not i don't know it just was like i think what they think they're doing is gay is not what's gay and it's like can you talk to a real gay person like can you talk to someone from the lgbtq community and like see what they want because this is not it because i was literally what i said and i tweeted is like there are literally Hallmark Channel movies, like the Hallmark Channel, like the, the actual Hallmark, the channel. Actual Hallmark channel, like the family network, the like who have a, even a more adverse reaction to this type of content than Disney was. Like Disney is not yeah. losing money over having this stuff in their movies. Hallmark is. Like, Hallmark actually loses a large chunk of its viewership for putting these things in his movies, and they have better representation in their movies than a massive billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar company that, like, I just, I don't understand it at all. Because I'm like, Disney, I feel like now, they think with this movie, they're like, wow, we're doing so good. It's so gay. It's super gay. It's like, this is what should have been in your movies seven to ten years ago. Like, 
maybe I okay they probably wouldn't have put it in 10 years seven years yeah, ago yeah. six well, years ago get, yeah. like it yeah. this is what should have been in the movies like this side character stuff we should have been getting like forever ago yeah but basically I just think that like they are really behind the times if they're calling mm. this representation because I just yeah. think other studios are ahead of them now and I think they really need to get their ass in gear and just put queer characters in their mm-hmm. movies and make it a part of the story without forcing it because so much of it felt so forced. Like, the whole conversation about the girlfriend and Korg, which, like, I'm glad they're establishing lore and that's great, but at the same time, when well, you, you can hear do both. it... You can, yeah, you can, you and can have both. Yeah. You can, you can, but it's like, when, you, when it feels forced... That's when it's like, is it really representation? Like, is it, mm-hmm. you know, because I feel like representation, obviously there should be effort in it, but it should feel effortless. So when you mm-hmm. see it, you're not thinking, you, you know, like you're not overly thinking about it. Like it should just be there and yeah. be a part of it without it feeling like they wrote it. And then we're like, wow, people are going to love this because they're being represented. Like that was how I felt. I felt personally when I watched it. Yeah, I think, well, there's a lot of things, but the one thing is like, I think it's not representation when you can take it out and the movie is the same because you could take out all the stuff in this movie and it would be the same yeah. movie that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really shot themselves in the foot with saying, like really specifying that before they even wrote the script um and then they even made it worse like doubling down on the press tour because i think if they had not really made a big deal about this it would probably actually like i'm not saying this is good but it probably would have been maybe they would have got a couple of just like nice articles about it because it's like oh wow they put more than one reference in the movie like you know maybe not we wouldn't be praising it but i think like they set themselves up for failure i don't know why they were touting it so highly yeah when it's like and that, really that is my main issue scene. with them with marvel um as a whole with all their mm. queer stuff and disney yeah. and too is every time they do it they're like oh we have a gay character oh we did this and it's like why do you need to like announce it like why do you need to pat yourself on the back for it like can't you just do it and do it without being like yeah. look what we did guys we gave well, you what you wanted. It's like I think one one they do it because it gets them press. It does. Um, so that's an obvious cynical thing. And also, I think a little bit maybe like shareholder stuff, like give people like because I think they're scared of the backlash if maybe they didn't say that and then some family goes to see Thor: Love and Thunder and they're like, you didn't tell me that someone was gonna be gay in this movie. How dare you not warn me? about this um so i think it might be a little mostly though it just gets them good it gets impressed which is um, why i think again hallmark has more to lose and hallmark mm, has doubled they down have lost a little bit and yeah. i'm telling you like i they lost candace cameron like candace cameron who is their biggest i mean i don't really like candace cameron's movies but like but she, biggest her star, movies yeah. are get the biggest ratings every year and she went to a different channel because she didn't because she's a Republican. Like, 
Dennis Cameron, not a Thor love and thunder fan confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) And they like move on from that and they double down on social media. Like in their Mm. comments, their social media pages respond to people's comments that are like, I can't believe you would put this in a family channel. And they're like, we love Mm. all people. We respect all people. We want to make sure all people get seen in our movies. And it's like, Disney can't even do that. And it like, I just think if the Hallmark channel can do it, like, I just, I know I'm so hung up. Hallmark can do it. I just, I know I'm very hung up on this, but it's so true is like, if, if you're familiar with the people who are in the Hallmark circles, like, and there was some controversy with Hallmark, like a couple years, three, three or four years ago where there was a commercial that aired on Hallmark channel of two lesbians kissing and they, removed the commercial originally because of the backlash and then they were like oh that was the wrong thing to do we need to re-air it and put it back on and they did and they uh-huh. said at that time we're committed to understanding and making change and i think that they have made slow change because i think we could have more change more, than marvel has but yeah. i think that we can see from where they are now is we're now getting multiple leading queer hmm. storylines in hallmark movies which is something that we didn't have three years ago. And I just think, like, I just don't understand why Disney can't do it. I just, and not even that they have to have, like, a leading romance that's gay, but it's like, I, like, it just baffles me that they're still, I don't know, yeah, acting yeah. the way um, they are, that they're still writing the way they are, that, <laughs> that they're still patting themselves yeah. on the back and being like, this movie is super gay, and I'm like, shut up, shut up. We should probably move on. We've been on this for a while, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there too that I think is good. To yeah, move, we'll like, we'll TikTok share the TikTok video because that one was good. Yeah, yeah, nice to the point, and uh, and like you said, it was informative. Um, I guess the only other thing to talk about, we I talked a little bit about like the future of Thor, I guess, because it says at the end Thor will return. I know you didn't stay for the whole. Dan, I did. Says I did. I ended oh, up. Oh wow! Look at you. Look at I you. I did stay. Yeah. Um. So like we know he's coming back. I mean, I'm. If they decide to keep it with this story that they th- that they're setting up, I think that'd be fun. But overall, I think we, the last maybe a little bit with Doctor Strange and then a lot with this movie. I've seen a lot of people that seem like they're really just kind of done with Marvel. And I mean, I know we say this every time, and I know we also said this is the fifth biggest opening for them so like i don't think they're actually done but i do think they need something they need to do something because like you said the excitement isn't really there for a lot of these things a lot of the movies or even the shows like i don't i after wandavision i really barely saw anyone talk about the other shows and i think the difference a lot of times feels like there isn't a real clear reason for these movies right now um like a, like bef- in the other phases there was always like a build-up like we okay this is a this movie the captain america so now we know about him so now we'll see him in the avengers you know everything was kind of leading to something and right now it really like i don't understand what this is all for like we have this character new character and this new character and they're talking a little bit the multiverse but there's also these big giant eternal gods like how do they fit in there's just so many things happening. I don't, and I just don't know what the point of it is right now. Yeah, so. and I think too, uh, in the first ones, 
there were also items that were focused on that were in all the movies. So we had like yeah, the, the Tesseract, the Tesseract, right? and man, the, what a in, throwback! The, the Tesseract, Tesseract. <laughs> and the Infinity Stones were in multiple yeah. movies. And I feel like everything was you understood those things were connected, and the Tesseract was showing up in different stuff, and it's like. Ooh, like where is this gonna lead? And I remember when Infinity War was coming up, like it was. I remember having a conversation with someone in college where it was like, okay, so this is who has this Infinity Stone, yeah. and this is who has this Infinity Stone, and it was like we were tracking all the six different Infinity Stones and like doing all this. And there's none of that right now. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, these people are over here, and like Shang Chi has the Ten Rings over here, and maybe he's connected with doctor strange yeah there's just like so many things like miss marvel is in new jersey and what like loki is i guess kind of with the, owen wilson somewhere like i don't know somewhere. where somewhere like, and then there's um, so many things moon knight the is in egypt the Eternals, there's like <laughs> when it so remember at the end of eternals there's like this big like thing that happens on earth like when does that happen is that like happening now or a store happening after, like I, don't I just know. don't know. I feel like I need to happening. like sit down and find some Marvel YouTuber who like spends all their time on this stuff <laughs> yeah. and look up like current Marvel timeline and have them explain mm. the broad universe to me because, like, I totally agree. Like, it's hard to get excited for what's to come when you don't even understand what's happening right now. Like, yeah. I just don't understand how any of this connects. So I'm not really thinking. Oh, I want this. And that is why I think the only thing that I'm really looking forward to, which I don't know if you can guess what I'm about to say, uh, but it's Young Avengers. And Mm. that is the only thing I think I can look forward to right now because it's so far the only thing that's been connected throughout. So there's been Mm. multiple things that have had. So we had Billy and Tommy, and then we have the kid from are they gonna sing, Falcon are they gonna and sing Winter their ice Soldier. Cream song and make their make their <laughs> enemies just die from embarrassment. And we have Miss Marvel, and we have yeah. the uh, girl from whose name I don't even remember from Multiverse of Madness. Um, right, America. And, uh, America, yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> no wonder I forgot the name, <laughs> blocked it out of my memory. Um, but like the word that is the only thing right now that i've latched onto that i can like be like oh we're gonna get this character again in young avengers like they're building up young avengers oh and kate bishop Mm. so it's like that is that is really the only thing that i have i don't know if thor's kid now is gonna be in yeah maybe i'm not sure if she's part of young avengers um but it's like that is the kind of thing that i'm excited for because that's the only thing i feel like has connected across the stuff like where is Mm -hmm. cat who where's sam wilson gonna fit like when is he coming back where's bucky supposed to fit in they just announced the new movie they they gotta be somewhere he's coming (sighs) my boy at this point what i feel like is i'm not i'm just very indifferent you know, like, I feel like yeah. I'm just tired of talking about every movie like it's the end of cinema and also, like, it's the best thing. Like, right now, I'm just watching. I vibed with a couple of the jokes in Thor. I didn't love really, like, probably wouldn't watch it again. But I'm just here, and I watch it, and I move on. And I, then I go then I go see something else, you know? Yeah, and that's exactly how I am. I think, like, I am just ambivalent to a lot of it now. I go, I see it, 
I log it on Letterboxd, and I'm like, great. Thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, and I, like, I think, I mean, there's a, like, this is going to sound like I'm defending Marvel, which really it isn't, but first of all, there's always going to be, like, a blockbuster kind of thing that isn't that good. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. We're never going to have it be, like, all the blockbusters are Dune, all right? I'm sorry. And, you know, there are, as much as people want to say there's not, like, creative stories being made, there's not original stories, there are lots of original things being made right now, whether that's some limited series or just movies in general. Like, there's a lot of good things being made right now, regard, like, I think even though I didn't love the black phone, like that's something that's kind of creative. Um, and there's, yeah, I just think there's a lot of things being made right now if you look for it. And so if this is what is just going to fill this void right now of like the big pop culture thing, then fine. I don't really like, there's gotta be something there and maybe it's the only thing that will keep theaters alive too. So it's like, whatever. I yeah. Just... And the other things aren't failing. Like black phone yeah. did better than they, cause I follow some of the people who made that movie and they were like, oh my gosh, the movie's doing so good. And it, like, compared to something like this, obviously looks like shit on the box office numbers. But it's, like, it, but it's doing well it for, is for doing what it is. very yeah. well for what it is, and it's a creative movie. And then you look at something like Everything Everywhere, and, like, that did yeah, very well. Great, and even, like, like Top Gun, right I feel now. like, is sort of separate from... You know, obviously it's within yeah. an IP, it is blah, a blah, blah. IP, but not, yeah. But I know it's separate from like what we're seeing with Marvel because it's not just a machine that's pushing out content. Um, and mm -hmm. like those movies are still doing well. So I don't see Marvel as the death of cinema. Um, I don't see, I don't, the beef is stupid. I'm not, I just, yeah. I'm, I've always been tired of it. I just you know, think this is not a good movie, but I think they'll make a good movie again. I'm not thinking, you know, like, yeah, you I'm just, sure I'll like one of their movies in the future, probably. They're entertainment and they're good entertainment. And that is my take mm -hmm. on it is like, you know, whether or not the movie is great. Like I sat there and I was entertained by it. And mm -hmm. I think that is all I need it to accomplish right now in my life. Like, I don't right. need it to be the next big thing. And, like, I guess for me, too, like, I had my my Marvel already. Like, I had Cap. Mm, I had I, my Marvel. I had my Marvel. <laughs> I had Cap. I had Bucky. Like, I had Iron Man. Like, I had my people that I liked. And, like, they're pretty much gone except for my guy Bucky. Um, but, Bucky, stand strong. Yeah, love him. I just, I'm not as connected to these as I was. And mm -hmm. so I guess yeah. for me, I after Endgame, whether or not I'm excited about certain characters or not, I don't have the same sentimental attachment mm -hmm. that I did to the original phases. And right. so which is also I, just like growing up, you know, like yeah. I'm not, you know, this I'm not like 15 anymore, you know. I'm sure some. I don't know that I can like say that I'm with you in that because I'm also like constantly tweeting about the percy jackson series that's coming well, out well but i think but like, like but those are characters that you like i just think that you'll have a s different relationship to things like that you that came yeah. out when you were younger you know like maybe if it's a if i was 15 now i would like feel like so excited about these like i don't know i don't i'm not really cued in to that culture so i don't know yeah in eighth grade it was captain america now it's kendall roy like <laughs> <laughs> oh kendall taking the taking the place of cap um, um yeah no i just yeah. think like i you 
I just feel like you can't go into these movies expecting the next big thing anymore. You just got to go into them and be like, look, I am here for a good time. And that's it. And to hear dads sing classic rock songs. Yeah. Like you just. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) If you think too much about Um, it, then it just becomes this whole thing. And I think. And I I do think too, like I've seen people like say that and then people like comment back and be like, well, that shouldn't be how we look at art. Like, well, there are good things being made though. Like I think there are good blockbusters being made. I don't think every blockbuster has to be good, you know? I don't think, like, I don't know. I well, just feel and I like... think it is important to, like, have conversations about the way stories are being told. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to have conversations about, like, the queer baiting and representation. That's, yeah, I think that's And a the different thing, sure. themes in movies. I think that is still important, and I think you can do that without, like constantly having to have conversations about these movies like i feel like you can have a conversation but it's not going to be the same conversation you're going to have about top gun like or about dune or about um everything everywhere like one of these other bigger movies like the batman like it's always going to be different um Mm -hmm. just because it's marvel and i think that's fine and i think people need to just realize that and get over it and i do i maybe i'm a little too positive but i do think that movies are in a good place right now kind of, pretty much i so, do too. like i don't think thor thor 4 is like is it good not really but they thor the dark world came out and we're still doing things are still happening <laughs> um so i don't know i the only the one thing i do want to say too the best joke was definitely the classic thor adventure joke i gotta say big fan of that because that was also a recurring joke and that was very funny i like that joke um, I just want to make sure I said that because no one talked about that joke, and I thought it was really funny. Yeah. Anyway, we could maybe start outroing now to the question of the week, which for this week is: Do you like Thor better pre or post Thor Ragnarok? So, do you like him more in Thor one and two, and the Avengers, and is yeah, in Age of Ultron too, right? So those four, I guess, would be uh. the ones he's in. Or do you like him more in Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame, and this movie? You know. Yeah, and there's four. That's like four and four, unless I'm maybe forgetting something. Yeah. But yeah. So let us know. I think for me, maybe before this movie, I would have definitely said post Ragnarok, even though I do think it's like a weird character change. Um, but I do think like some there's something about pre Ragnarok, I guess, that has more consistency. You know. Mm, yeah. So maybe now, until I see what they do with him in the future, I would pr- maybe say pre. Just because it feels more like a character than, like, he does what they need him to do. He's more of a character than a caricature. Wow. So mm-hmm. wise. Yeah. Um, uh, I um, definitely pre, 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 yeah. um, for sure. Uh, even though I don't like Thor. Though I do like, I, I think I Infinity think War is really he, cool. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I, I didn't mind him in Infinity War, but I just. he's better when he's not the main character. Th- they yeah. know this. Yeah. Like. But we have four Thor movies and only three Captain America movies, so. Mm. Well, oh, soon to be four. Three Steve movies. We only have three Steve okay, movies. Okay, three Steve and movies. The third and one and wasn't honestly, even the third a one Steve isn't movie. really a Steve it movie. It was more of an Iron Man movie. It was like an Avengers movie. I don't know. I'm still mad yeah. about it. Don't get me going. No, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I Thor, not a fan. I'm sorry to Houston, who I know loves Thor. 
Well, maybe but not anymore. I don't know. Maybe I feel not like anymore. Thor's, I, I feel like Thor's had, like, a pretty bad track record. Like, if you count, like, his movies, I don't know. But let, let us know what you think about Thor. Uh, yeah. If you, let us know your answer to the question. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you can just search Secondhand Film Critics there, we'll pop up or go to the links in the show notes. You can also email us. You can go to our website or answer on Spotify using the question and answers feature, which we will then read those answers in our next episode, which at least for now, I think we'll, we we will probably go with this, but maybe we'll call an audible depending. <laughs> I think I would give this a 75% chance that this episode happens, which we're reviewing tentatively Netflix's the persuasion adaption and then we were also planning on just talking about other Jane Austen adaptions, like intent, like after that. So like a short review, other adaptions. But the the movie, what is like twenty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, and right like now? the original trailer got a lot of like people hated it and were like very hey, mad about it. We could, but all all news is good news. All press is good. We can all get press, that press is good press. This is still gonna be number one the day it comes out. It will be I'm sure. One. I have not read the book. You have, not, have you read the book? Nope. Okay. So we're, we're really prepared for this one, I think. Uh, um, have you watched any of the other Persuasion adaptions? I have not. Uh, I have nope. watched 2005's Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> and I have watched... I have watched a few, The first not... Emma. Not the new Emma. I've I have watched the new one, but not the first one. I've seen... But it was, like, in, mm. like, fifth grade, fourth grade. Have you watched the BBC Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth? I have not because that one's dope. That's I a dope movie. just can't. I like you gotta, you gotta. It's good. It's really good. I watched that when I was like sixteen, I think, and I loved it. But it I listen to Pride and Prejudice mm. every night. Like every I think you should night. watch it. I know that like everyone likes that, so I think you yeah. would like it. Like I'll, it's definitely I'll watch different. It. It's de- and I think it's, it's probably like a good on Amazon rainy Prime. day movie. You know, or show. It's like long, though, right? Yeah, it's like six hours, maybe. It's like a mini series. Great. Um, yeah. So I, I would recommend mini-series. it. Gotta love mini series. Yeah. So maybe I'll watch some more of those if we do this episode. But we'll see. Or maybe we'll just throw out a child. We'll throw a childhood classic. It'll be in that, or how to eat fried worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. There we go. Because we're well, we have that one coming in August, but maybe we'll do that one now, um, if we feel like it. You know, we're really on the ball. Yeah, is what I if like the to spirit think. leads us. <laughs> if the spirit leads us toward fried worms, we will go. If the god of thunder says fried worms, then we'll do it. Um, wow, yeah. hypocrisy just astounding today. Um, <sighs> anyway, I think that's all I have to share. Do you have any other words of wisdom? <laughs> Not words of wisdom, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> so I think we should just wrap it up. And say thank you all for listening. And until next time, I'm Noah. And I'm Kayla. And And we're we're your second-hand film film critics. critics.